Welcome to Showing Up For You, where the conversations are hard, the need to be had. I'm Sean. And I'm Jasmine. We are using our life experiences to help us outwardly process the next steps. We're excited to have you. Welcome to another episode of Showing Up For You. Hey guys, I'm Sean. I'm Jasmine. Guys, it's good to see you again. Um, We are feeling good this Monday morning. we love recording and getting to use this platform to express things that we've discussed ourselves and want to share. Um, I think we just always say, like, if this is relatable, great. If it's not, you know, um, please be entertained by our uh, <laughs> trials and tribulations. Facts. <laughs> um, today we are talking about... Um, being born into debt and that sounds misleading so let me break it down um born into debt is something that i've had to come to the conclusion of myself like i've struggled with this because i've always felt like i want um to show appreciation to the tribe that raised me um but there are times that i've struggled with the difference between desiring to show that appreciation and feeling obligated to show that appreciation. Um, and that appreciation comes in different forms for all of us. So, um, for example, there are a lot of cultures that uh, follow certain career paths because of expectations of their parents. There are a lot of cultures that um, take up certain careers or um, strive to make a certain amount of money Um to be able to come back and contribute to their communities, their tribes, their families. And it looks different for all of us. Um, so uh, we just want to talk a little bit about that today. Um, I'm going to start off just by saying that I believe that every person, um, you know, whether we we know how to or whether we have the words or process or, or outwardly process, um, to do so, we want to show appreciation to our parents and our tribe. Yeah. I believe that every person would like to um, show thankfulness for how they were raised. Sometimes we just don't know how to. And sometimes we're thankful for the good and the bad. Yeah. Those two things can exist. Sometimes we're thankful for the um, the struggle. Sometimes we're thankful for the hard times. Um, sometimes we're thankful that we didn't get everything that we wanted or we didn't have the cool parents that we thought we wanted. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we're thankful for that. And um, we're thankful for the contribution um, and investments that our parents made. And I also want to say that this is, I'm wanting to acknowledge that not everyone grew up in the household with their parents. Not everyone grew up in a household that was suitable for them. And some people should have grown up without their parents. Mm -hmm. Some people um, have had hard lives um, and learned hard lessons that a lot of positivity might not have come out of. And I want to address that because it's not to say that we all um, either should have this appreciation for the quote unquote good or bad parent um, or that, you know, we we all fit in the same bracket. That's not. So I just want to acknowledge that. Some of us have had um, tough childhoods. Um, I'm coming from a place of growing up in what I think was intentional love, but unintentional trauma. Mm. I'm coming from a place of, um, I see that the heart was there, but the follow through might not have been. And so I'm addressing the part of my um, life that I was able to kind of eat the meat, spit out the bones, um, when it came to how I was raised and what I wanted to um, add to my parenting. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So um, born into debt to me looks like being born and growing up knowing that you owe something back to your tribe, community, or parents. Knowing that you owe and wanting to give out of appreciation are two different feelings. Um, I've absolutely always felt like I'm going to get rich so that I could buy (laughs) 
my parents a house. Like, yeah. I think we all have that, like, dream, that, like, desire. Absolutely. Um, I've always felt like I'm going to accomplish all the things to make them proud. I'm going to accomplish all the things to make them um, feel like they did their job. And um, the reality is that there are times that I accomplished the things and there was no affirmation. There was no appreciation. There was no um, positive feedback. There were times that I accomplished the things or even extended or gifted, you know, um, my parent, one of my parents with large things and it was not received well. It was not um, very much appreciated. And then, and, and there were a lot of feelings attached after that for me. Mm-hmm. And so um, it had me thinking that as much as I want to do for my family, as much as I want to like be a millionaire so that I can like retire my parents, right? Um, I started to think of the reality of there are a lot of children that are are unintentionally or like sideways like blamed for um their parents being parents right like okay like we're trying to break this down <laughs> and not be no you're doing great inappropriate um you know it's you, you ever hear a parent say you know i did all this for my child i sacrificed all this for my child and um, I had to stop my dreams for you. I quit that job for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know what I mean? Like, have you ever heard a parent do that? As much as like we, we, it's normalized. And yeah. as much as we like hear it a lot, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's not fair. It's rude. It's rude because the thing is like, we didn't, we didn't like volunteer as tribute, like you know what I mean, to I would like, like to come into this world on this to come day here. We didn't, we didn't, no. and so um, it's not like we were all in heaven or wherever, you know, we on on the other side, and we were like, hey, like, do they call my name? Like, am I am I a newborn? Am I a little bit? And um, and so in saying that, it, it I imagine it feels weird mm-hmm. to come into a situation you can't control. Mm-hmm. And um, hear the person say that you owe them something right. because they stopped or because they had to, to kind of like hold off on life to be a parent. Right. I hope the fun few minutes was worth it because right. I didn't, you know what I mean? Yes. So um, we're going to go and talk about that today. Uh, we're going to break that down. But yeah. Jasmine, how do you feel? Uh do you feel like this is a topic that you can contribute to and just kind of um, help the people understand Yes. how crazy of a point I'm making? Yes, and your point is not crazy. I brought my thumbs up pen today because I'm thumbsing up so much of what you're saying. Oh my God, I didn't even notice you had it in your hand. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think what I look forward to in this conversation is that um, you and I grew up in very different households the way that our dynamic was Mm -hmm. set up was very different you know I come from a household of um, parents that were never in the same house and so Mm -hmm. coming into uh, being born into debt looks very different Mm -hmm. you know Um, but it also this I think when we you know you first brought up this topic to me we had to like really sit down and like Mm -hmm. hash out a lot of things Mm-hmm. because I it was something if I'm honest that I never thought about because it was just so embedded mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. and so like I never was able to necessarily put words to it or put like a definition of like dang like I really was born into some type of debt and for me it looked like I was born into like being a burden like you had just shared you know of like I didn't ask to be here or like even you know parents being like I I had all these dreams and all of these big you know things that I did and Mm -hmm. you know I there's one of my parents in my life that I'm like am I supposed to be grateful that you stopped Mm. like am I supposed to tell you like thank you so much Mm -hmm. for putting your life on hold because I got here Mm -hmm. and so you know what I mean so I'm supposed to give so much back Mm -hmm. of my life to you and so I know that that's really been a really challenging wrestle for me mm-hmm. because I'm like again I did not ask to be here I'm grateful to be here right Absolutely. like I'm so happy and there's so much that um 
you know, I've had to walk through in my life to really um, unravel of why is it that I feel like I'm a burden? You know, what is it? Why do I feel like I owe a debt to people in my life? And how is it that I really um, unlearn those things mm-hmm. so that I cannot bring that debt onto others as well? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. And and I kind of, it kind of goes into like, because you brought up just kind of like, you said bringing the debt onto others. So it's like, uh, depending on, it's almost the response of other people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes me think of like um, the difference between desiring to um, quote unquote pay that debt mm-hmm. and then versus the obligation. So I think naturally we're being taught to be humans. Like, you know what I mean? From right. birth, right? You taught me how to wipe my behind. You're teaching me how to eat with a spoon. Yes. You're teaching me how to speak to people. And um, from then on, we're in this like forever training of how to be an adult. And so it's natural for us to want to show that we can be our best and we can do our best. Right. Um, so there goes that desire to pay the debt. Mm-hmm. There goes that desire to like show that all this hard work that you're spending on me, that you're contributing to my life or investing in me, mm-hmm. I'm going to show you like your return. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think that's the desire to pay. Yeah. Um, where it becomes obligation, I think, is where that disappointment starts. That's when you feel obligation because mm-hmm. it's not until I give what I feel I'm is, is the extent of my giving. It's not until I give my all and it's not received well mm-hmm. or it's not enough or it's not accepted that I then feel like, oh my God, like now I have to, like, that's not enough. I have to do more. Mm-hmm. So my motivation changes. Like, it's right. not just, I was affirmed and now like I see I could do more and now I want, I'm motivated to do more. It's like, yeah. what I did wasn't enough. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that just to clear this up, like this word where you using debt, like it looks different. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be honest and speak for um, black culture and Majority of us want to leave the home, make some money and come back and feed the community. Meaning we want to buy our mama a house. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that we can help pay off debt to um, the people that helped raise us. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that we come back and bring whatever we learned or earned. We come back and give that. Right. There's um, different cultures. The Asian culture is um, big on just from what I know from the people that I know. Um, um, there's, they, their, their tribe mentality is actually pretty amazing, mm-hmm. but I can understand how stressful it is. Yeah. Um, meaning like everybody comes along and supports this one person. Right. right. And you go and you be, you know, whatever that, that high paying profession is. And once you make it, you now are responsible to support the next upcoming relative yeah and i love it for the tribe mentality Mm -hmm. but i can only imagine how it would feel yeah if i can't support the next upcoming Mm -hmm. the way the tribe supported me stress and pressure how stressful it might be right Mm -hmm. and so i look at that kind of thing i look at like there are some cultures where like who you marry matters Right? That's a debt. You're like, oh, I guess it doesn't matter if mm-hmm. I'm in love or it's not. Like, that's why arranged marriages are a thing. Right. And so it looks different for all of us. And and let's be clear. Um, I have a lot of like very healthy, loving memories in my household. Um, this doesn't take away from how great my childhood was. Yeah. Um, this is just me picking and choosing what I want to carry on into me being a parent and you know I think you're just you're addressing some things because you are not a parent and we are not even going to address that yet um but (laughs) you can have a very healthy household and uh, also realize that there are some pressures that you're not able to pinpoint Mm -hmm. and it just might look like I think I owe something that I don't know I owe or I'm not what my parents expected or I'm not doing the things that they I should have done or the you know um the way they wanted me to do it so it looks it looks different but anyway um when at what point do you feel like you realized 
you were making that difference of, I want to give back to my family and I want to be who they want me to be mm-hmm. versus like maybe a situation happened and you were like, okay, now I feel obligated to be something I just, I can't be. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, um, I think that what I noticed about like what, I mean, there's like different debt of what it looks like mm-hmm. for me but I think like a very uh, pinpoint moment for me was I felt like so indebted like with my time mm-hmm. like I had to give so much of my time to my tribe that I actually did not have mm-hmm. and so um you know when I was in uh probably like my senior year in high school going into college as well I, I talk a lot about those years but those are very transformative or like mm-hmm. aha moment kind of years for me and I realize um, our tribe is very tight. Like we do things, we do them together, and it's not just like our immediate family, but we also do it with extended family. Mm. And so, and I know that that's not everybody's you know story, but that's just what my context looked like. And there are moments of like me being in college and like breaking my back to make it home for certain things. I did not have that time to give, mm-hmm. but I felt like because. Um, you know, I'm the oldest kid, I'm the oldest, you know, cousin, all Mm -hmm. the things. It's like, I felt this pressure that because I'm the first, I had to pave this way. And I constantly had to give my time to be like the, I don't know, just like this presence. Mm. So I felt like I had to give everybody my time because everybody stopped their lives for me because I was the first grandkid, because I was the first, you know, daughter you know cousin whatever like because everybody else did things for me I felt that I had to give so much of my time in a moment of my life to where I didn't have to give it I was learning who I was Mm. I was you know taking the time to learn about you know moments in my life how to even navigate my time I was like I don't know what to do here but because I felt like there's so much pressure pressure on myself like everybody's lives kind of stood still and they came together for me. Therefore, now that I'm at an age where I need to um, stay still and bring my time for everybody else. Who made that clear to you? Like, where do you think, where do you think that happened? Like who made, not who, because I think it could be a collective, like, mm-hmm. of, you know, there, there could be collective things like, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, when do you think you realized I like I have to go back home because you live three. I mean, your your college is three hours yeah from here, and I mean, as much as I loved making the trip, yeah, um, I can only imagine you know how frequent you had to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess at what point were you like this? Like, here's the return. Like, I have to. Who who was who was cheering that on? Who was not who? I guess I'm like what was putting that on you? Because I think we all have this like idea of, are they just happy to see me? And so I think that I have to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Or is it like, are you coming down? Do you need to come down to, you know, I mean, are you coming down for Easter? Are you coming down for this? Are you coming down for Christmas? Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of pressure is like, you know where I am. You know how long it takes to get here. You know that I have finals. You know that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm asking like, was that an indirect pressure point? Yes, it was definitely okay. an indirect pressure point, and this is why I this is why I think why it's that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I have always naturally been a fairly responsible person. Yeah, I feel like I make good choices, you know, all throughout my life, mm-hmm. and so I think that because my family and people, just people in my life, knew they indirectly was like well she'll just make it happen okay that we, makes we sense know, okay you know is that answering your question a little bit it better? is see that makes sense yeah because it's like okay she's you know when i wasn't again like i'm a very we're both very family oriented this yeah. is like a big deal for us and so because throughout my life because i came in feeling there was moments i felt like a burden i was like let me show the people mm-hmm. i am responsible I am, uh, I'm worthy, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say, you know, in a way of like being here. So let me, let me show you that. So Mm -hmm. all throughout, you know, my childhood, that was a presence, I guess you could say that 
I continue to try to bring. So then I having that moment of allowing people to know like Jazz is responsible. She'll take care of her business and, you know, she, she'll show up. Mm-hmm. Therefore, indirectly, it's like, okay, so you got time. Yeah. Or it's not okay. even you got time. You're going to make time. That's, See, that's okay. the thing. There it is. Is that you're going to end up making time regardless. But then that led into so many moments of there's a lot of things that I did not share about my life with my family because I'm like, well, that's going to become a burden onto you. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to bring that to you or even, you know, not being, you know, honest about certain things that were happening in my life and knowing that like, this is going to break my back if I end up coming, but I'm not going to allow you to know that because I, you know, without even knowing it, I felt indebted to comply to certain demands, Mm. you know, and instead of like genuinely wanting to be there, I had this like false guilt, I guess you could say, or like a duty to be there and be present. Okay. So that's okay. I'm glad you cleared that up because I was trying to understand like what, because I had to break this down for myself. Mm -hmm. It's like, there are some times we put this guilt on ourselves. Like we do it, we trigger it. And Mm -hmm. we think that because we feel guilty for like wasting somebody's time or, or like that we've like ruined our chances to do what we were supposed to do for our parents or family or Mm -hmm. in our lives, we put this guilt on ourselves. And I had to differentiate what that meant. Mm -hmm. And so when I asked you like, what, what made you think you had to do that? There are times that I've like, piece this apart even as we were like getting ready for this and I was like Sean nobody nobody asked you to do that thing so you can't blame anybody Mm -hmm. you put that on yourself yeah Yeah. right and so there are some things that I did that I like over it tried to overachieve that nobody expected of me yeah which leads to expectations like you know that that I think you were you kind of like vaguely said is like she's gonna make it work and now they're having these expectations of you and because of your intimidation by what they expect you to do, knowing your circumstances and knowing mm-hmm. your situation, you're like, I'm not going to tell you anything else that's holding me back from doing the thing because I don't, I, I'm insecure about that. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to share the things because then that would, you know, I'm, I don't know if you were afraid of like judgment, if you were afraid of like disappointing someone. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I think about it, it's like that honesty could have created a point of, I can't keep coming to, you know, maybe I'll make two holidays out of the year instead yeah. of the, the, all the, you know, or maybe you guys meet me halfway or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. communication could have helped, but we're realizing as we're piecing it apart, there are things that nobody asks you to do. Like there are things that nobody. For sure. And I've been in those situations <laughs> right. too, for sure. <laughs> but then there are things that you're like, I've told you how hard this is for me and you're yeah. still like, you know what I mean? And so I'm, I had to differentiate that. That's why I was asking. Um, and it leads to failed expectations. Boom. Right? Yep. Failed expectations in the um, subject of, you know, feeling like you're indebted to your tribe, your family, your parents. Um, for me, looks like, you know, we want you to go to a good school. We want you to do this. We want you to do that. Whether it's a way you date, whether it's a way that you, you know, um, start your career, whether it's the way you go to school, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's a religious expectation. True. That's right? True. You know? That's true. Um, I remember I carried myself personally um, based off of religion. Mm-hmm. And that was just my base, my sole reason is like, because the Bible said. Right. Because my family said the Bible said, and this is how, this is what I was raised. My mm-hmm. family is totally church-based. My grandfather mm-hmm. owned a church that now my uncle preaches that my other uncle owns a church um grew up in the church singing like we were in church every day of the week right so right. like we were there that that is just something that I lived by um and so when I talk about failed expectations I look at there were things that were obvious and blatantly expressed what you will do then when you can't accomplish or complete those things and, you know, depending on the response you get. So for me, um, this is something I struggle with. I honestly like struggle with, um, my mom didn't really respond positively to a lot of milestones in my life. Mm. And I know 
like if you look at my rap sheet, like I was like, I did everything the right way. And so <laughs> every time, like there were just a really, there were a lot of times that I accomplished these big milestones mm -hmm. and I got response of like a response of like, um, either it's not enough or somehow I didn't do it right because I didn't acknowledge her in a way that I felt like she didn't need to necessarily be acknowledged. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, it, it, it grew, it made me very insecure. Um, and had I been a smaller person, a smaller minded person, I'll be honest, because I really thank God that I had other people in my life that lifted me up on this. But had I been a more insecure, like, and just challenged person, just because I had, I, I, you guys, I, I totally believe in therapy, but had I not had the tribe, the people that I had outside of, um, that tribe behind me, I know that I would have been broken. But I remember the response, the, the responses that I got. Um, I would be honest, like I remember when I got engaged. <laughs> and um, my mom was the first one I called. Yeah. And um, I literally like ran to the bathroom and like called her like super happy. I can't, like this is just ridiculous. And um, her response was one of pretty much why, why didn't she get included in it? Why didn't it go through her? Mm -hmm. And why wasn't it about, like, it was, it was like this inclusion of her. And I was like, well, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just happy it's happening. Right. I just accepted and the room. I was like, I just said, yeah. Um, but it was like, she couldn't be happy for me in that moment. And when I look at how my husband proposed and how it all happened, there would have been no way for my mom to be involved and for it to be as amazing as it was. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I look at that kind of thing, um, a lot of milestones in my life happened like that. And so what that did is discouraged me to, A, like accomplish more for the sake of making her proud. Mm -hmm. And B, like, I, I withheld information. Yeah. Yep. And I'm scared to make, I'm scared to bring you along or make you apart because it's, it sounds like I'm going to disappoint you. Right. And I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared to disappoint you. Mm -hmm. And I'm also scared to, and I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed or scared to make you a part of it. And, um, your reaction because of the way you react to something, mm -hmm would um allow other people to see the disappointment that I am in you. Yeah. And there were times I couldn't help it. I mean, um, you know, my wedding was another situation. You were there. Sure was. And um, you know, her response and the things that happened there, there was no way I was not gonna involve, you know, her and my mom in that. Yeah. But I just remember having to fully prepare for feeling like I am not enough. Mm -hmm. And so I can only imagine the things that, you know, um, other people or other children go through when um, they choose a different career path than their parents want them to, um, or they choose a different mate than their parents want them to, yeah. or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, mm -hmm. It's, it's, a, it's real. Yeah. So failed expectations. Do you, have an idea like of how those insecurities like affect your accomplishments or even your attempt to accomplish other things like is that does that hit you yeah. as hard as it like <laughs> punches me Absolutely. I'm like everything with fail expectations I'm like you know what the thing is there's so much of what you just said that resonates so much um something that I did want to you know point out is that you saying of I'm not wanting you wanting to like include you in my accomplishments right um I know for me same same playing field might be opposite end so walk me through this please okay but um I uh -oh. <laughs> this it literally makes me sick saying it um my dad there's so many accomplished moments that he gets the end of it 
but it's never good enough in the process of it. What does that mean? Meaning like, like the end result? The the result. Of the accomplishment? Yeah. So pretty much so I'll give you one instance. Um when I was in high school, I I just got to a moment in my life where I was like, I'm just gonna be defiant. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people go through that. And um at some point I had said to him, you know, track track and field is not going to get me um through like the rest of my life. Okay. Essentially. And in this this is like that alone within our relationship has always felt like a burden because it was something close to his heart and you know, it was something that I could never live I could never live up to his expectations in that realm. Mm-hmm. And so I said that to him. And then he proceeded to, I got a scholarship to college through track, through track. And he said to me, he pretty much gave me an I told you so response of, remember that time that you told me track wasn't going to get you to school? Mm -hmm. Look what it did now. Mm. And it was a moment that I'm like, we should be celebrating this. It should be great. It should be fantastic. But it was my process to getting to that point, I was always going to fail you. I was, you know, the way that I got there, it was never going to be the way that you wanted or you wanted to see. And so then we, you get to one, throw it in my face at the end, but then you also get to, not that you get to, you claimed that this is my accomplishment Mm -hmm. as well. And I've had a lot of other moments, you know, in my life where so many things have been, um, like they've claimed the end of it rather than the process of it and the thing is is like if you know we're, you were talking about like an insecurity mm-hmm. of you know going through that and I know that I have been so insecure about sharing things in my life because there's been ways that people have given me like I think this is how you should do it this is the you know the, mm-hmm. the way that you should walk through it and I'm like and I've straight up, I've gotten to the point where I've told people, I will never be able to live up to that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Never. And I think that's it. That's a really hard place to come through. And that's not something that happened overnight, you know, for me. And I really want to disclaim that. But I think that as I've looked through, you know, certain moments in my life of feeling like the thing is, so many of my accomplishments, I think I'm an overachiever because I want to make people proud because I feel so indebted. So like wow. there's some people who don't even want to take the attempt I almost over attempt mm-hmm. in my end of actually failing. That's that is crazy. It's it's absolute like literally as we were preparing for this topic, I was like, I hate it here. I hate we it both do this <laughs> You know what I mean? And then it's like my life crashes and I feel like I'm in shambles constantly. But you know, I over I make these big attempts or I want to accomplish so much and but I know that on the other end there's certain like you know, I was like, I'm done with track and field because I was like, I'm going to fail you every single time and I will wow. never make you proud the way that you claim that you're so proud of me. Oh my God. Okay, that's, that's, that is, I, I hate that I relate because like something I, I found myself saying over and over again when we were preparing for this was that there are a lot of attempts of appreciation that were rejected mm. and that only strengthened my insecurity and in future contributions. And so what those future contributions look like for me. And I mean, like I'm, I've graduated, I've married, I've, I've had to get, I've done the things I've had the great career and then I'm continuing mm-hmm. and, you know, different things in my career. Um, so now for me, it's like, I'm in the mode of, I want to give back. Like there are things that I do for my parents um, separately um, financially that I feel like I, I want you to show, I want to show you that I have your interests at heart when Mm -hmm. it comes to like, I know what you like to do and I want to, I'm not rich, but I'm in a place where like, I want you to, I want to show my appreciation. You You know what I mean? And so there's a special thing. Like my dad loves, loves loves um the uh playboy jazz festival well it's now called the hollywood jazz festival um and so one of our traditions is like um his father's day slash birthday is that i 
um, you know, for the past few, I don't know how many years we've been doing this, but like, I'm, that's your, that's your gift. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's things like throughout that I'm like, I can do them for you now because I'm an adult and I want to show you my appreciation. Right. Um, and then on the side of, you know, my mom, I actually like, I'm not going to lie. My dad knows this. I want to give her so much more than I than I want to give him. Yeah. Because I know she's done like she was, you know, she was more present. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but what I find in those situations is like every like huge gift every huge trip, every like attempt at like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of you. Yeah. It's, um, it's welcomed with a like, like entitlement. And it scares me because I'm like, when, if this isn't enough, like I'm scared because like, I'm not where I financially want to be. I haven't made it. You know what I mean? I haven't like Like, retired. What what happens like, is it going to (laughs) be? And so it scares me because I'm like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm not enough. Like I said, it's just a feeling of that. And so when we talk about this, you know, I wonder how you all relate. I wonder how this is all like connecting um, because it looks different for everybody, right? Um, it looks different, you know, for me and Jasmine and accomplishments. It looks different in our performance as children and then adults. Mm-hmm. For some, like I said, it looks different in their careers. It looks different in... There's a lot of high school kids that are like, you know, doing sports and um, I don't, you know, maybe they have the same struggle you had, yeah. right? And yeah. Or even academic accomplishments. Academic accomplishments, yeah. exactly. So yeah. um, it looks different mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. We're only, you know, um, and, and we'd actually love your feedback on what that looks like for you, you know, that you may have experienced some kind of like, quote unquote, debt mm-hmm. that you feel... Um, like for a lot of people, it's their obligation to their younger siblings. Yeah. Right. Or the influence on the younger siblings. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of situations where a lot, like the older sibling is held responsible for the image that they hold up because um, the younger, yep, because the younger person is watching. The right. younger sibling is watching. Yeah. So now I can't experience mm-hmm. or experience life or like go after life the way I want to. Right. Because you're you know it 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 looks it looks like i'm rambunctious or irresponsible yeah to the younger so it doesn't have to look like finances it doesn't have to look like credentials it doesn't have to look like um sports it right. could look like um your influence so um we look forward to your feedback on that mm-hmm. um i'm actually going to switch gears and ask you just I'm, i might just want to put you on the spot all right when we talk about this kind of stuff i always want to acknowledge the other side Mm-hmm. have you taken the time and this was hard for me so you could you could very well um you know like pass the pass the mic back but have you taken the time um to find out what you understand about why your parents or your tribe um portrayed dissatisfaction or in some cases like a sense of entitlement mm-hmm. like have you taken the time to like Ask yourself, well, why does my dad do that? Or why does my mom do that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you have spoken about just you being the oldest. And, yeah. um, you know, you have a younger sister yeah. that you you are the influencer of. Yes. Correct? Yes. And so um, as much as it, it it's, it's, it's an honor to be the influencer, mm-hmm. um, have you ever stopped to ask, okay, why, why does my mother feel that's the responsibility of mine? Or why does my father feel... Mm-hmm you know, right. Right. Putting, putting this on me. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> I'm just saying they're human. The, like, they had to learn it somewhere. They, they, okay. So I'm did. just trying to get, and I still, there's so much, <laughs> there's so much. It's so crazy. I, I hope, I actually hope that everybody gets the point in their life where they're like, I want to dissect everybody mm-hmm. in my core and immediate circle because it helps give so much understanding to your life and helps you give so yep. much grace to certain mm-hmm. places in your life where you're like, I have resentment. I have yeah. aching in my heart, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, for my mom, I, you know, we, you, know, you just mentioned about, like, I'm the oldest. You know, mm-hmm. I look, you know, after my sister, my younger sister. And um, I had to realize that my mom is also the oldest sibling. Mm-hmm. And my mom, she 
had to carry herself in a particular way as well okay. because she had you know other siblings who were looking to her okay you know so i think that that's something that you know whether it was conscious subconscious that was something that was put on to me mm-hmm. um that i you know ultimately took upon but i also know that there are other things that i noticed with my mom that she had to make a lot of sacrifices in her life to show up and to be present for her family whether it was right or wrong that was just her reality mm-hmm. and so knowing that that was her reality of course she's probably going to take that into her parenting and she's going to bring that onto me as well yeah. right and so i think that was a really big thing i also had to look at my mom's um relationship and dynamic with her parents like my you know, grandfather, he passed away. And so my mom didn't have a dad in her life for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so there's certain ways that, you know, we, cause she, she raised me. She was the one who was, you know, present for me mm-hmm. majority of my life. And so it's like, we had this like hyper, like as women, we show up for each other. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was brought on to me. Mm-hmm. And so just realizing like, you know, what are the dynamics within her life when I wasn't around helped give me a lot of like okay this makes sense yeah whether it's right or wrong i can or whether she intentionally did it yeah to leave that kind of impact right i can acknowledge it Mm -hmm. and be like i can see where this came from and maybe it was fine for you Mm -hmm. i just don't really care for it with my dad i had to see his family context it was really complicated Mm -hmm. it was really messy and therefore i'm like I probably was put at these ridiculous standards because maybe he didn't want me to be messy mm-hmm. or me to be complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I can draw certain conclusions because I'm like, I saw the relationship that my dad never had a relationship with his dad. You know, my dad had a stepdad, so he had to navigate that. I see the relationship that he has with my grandmother. They're two peas in the pod. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, they ride or die for each other. And they're probably not going to ride or die for me. That's fine. You know, there's just certain things that I'm like, I had to come to this conclusion, you know, for myself because I'm like, if I don't take the time to understand the people who heavily have influenced me, mm-hmm. I'm never going to be able to actually process my own things. Yep. That's it. Yeah. That's, and that, and that concludes, I'm just kidding. Because that's, <laughs> that is it. That is something that I always, and Jasmine will tell you, I always talk about is, we can talk about all the things that, that we struggle with mm-hmm. and that um, could be considered trauma or um, toxicity, but it, it's important to look at, okay, why would this person put this on me? Or why would mm-hmm. um, why would this environment be created, mm-hmm. right? And so um, I always like to go there. For myself, um, and I'm just going to speak for actually like myself and um, my husband because we do share um, a family that way. One thing that I did have to learn is that, um, on my husband's side, the elders are still in this, uh, place of, it is your job to carry the relationship, um, as like the younger people. So, um, there's not a lot of effort made from the grandparents or for me, it's like my in-laws. Um, they expect for you to report to them. And that is the extent of the relationship. And I, at first I was like, oh my goodness, like, I'm, you know, if I don't, if we don't reach out. And the thing is when we do reach out, oh, they love it. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. But, but it's very rare that we're being reached out to. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much we acknowledge that, hey, like, you know, we are busy too. A lot is going on. Um, there's not much of initiation when it comes to, um, reaching out. And what I noticed about that is a lot of older generations see that as a sign of respect, meaning you come to me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's how they view respect. You come to me. I am the adult. I don't come to you. Mm -hmm. I don't come down to you. You come up to me. And that, that is just the way it was. And so understanding that helped me understand Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of things about my husband and his parents. Like my husband is a savage. Let me let me just say, Facts. my husband is like he's not. I guess like 
he he's not a big um he's not going to match the effort the potential effort he's going to match your energy boom and um i'm very fam- family oriented and my husband's like i'm right i'm here you know so we got a family you know here. right you know he's you know he's more so like you need to respect my space and yeah. i'm not going to be something i'm not and i'm not gonna um follow any rules that don't con- contribute to us both you yeah. know what i mean and so um I'm the one that's like trying to initiate the family time. And he's over here like, if they don't want to talk, I don't want to talk. You know, it's, right. so I, I laugh <laughs> because that's how different we are. But I understand why mm-hmm. his parents are that way. Um, for me, for like my mom, the, what has kept me, um, I would say, sane <laughs> is understanding that there were a lot of traditions when she was growing up. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't she expect the same of her daughters you know my grandmother my mom's mom had nine kids and um the women the 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 sisters had obligations and the brothers had obligations Mm -hmm. and that's just the way it was and that worked for them because of how large of a household they had yeah right um you know i remember my mom telling me stories of you know my grandmother because she was a she was a pastor's wife she would like call or um communicate to the sisters and the brothers all nine of them, and she would say something like, this is the dress that I want for Resurrection Sunday. And they would all be able to chip in and contribute this this gift. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And and that was just the way that they loved on her. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That was the way they did it. Now, my mom only has four girls. <laughs> and... Not all of us, like my, my baby sister, um, was not during this time, like was not a, a, a um, contributing, a financially contributing factor in this, right? She would just put her name on the gifts. Um, so it would be like between the three of us, um, our older, you know, the older ones, my mom would be like, this is what I want. And it didn't look the same yeah. because I don't, I'm a broke college student, first of all. <laughs> you know what I mean and so I would be like I'm not I can't contribute to this and I just remember there was a time that I told my two other sisters I was like I'm broke and I cannot you know um contribute to this Michael Kors pea coat that mom wants I can't and they were like how dare you you know what I mean because that was the expectation and Mm -hmm. that was what you did Mm -hmm. um and so I understand why and I don't blame anyone for that because sometimes we learn things and we do things based off of what worked for our past yeah you know what our what what worked for our families Mm -hmm. and so like I said having to understand that makes me um communicate differently in these situations um makes me understand why it's so important and there's so much pressure yeah you know, and I think about, you know, you talked about with your dad, um, your dad is really good when it comes to track. Mm-hmm. That is one thing I will never take away from him. Yeah. Um, and there, ha- there may have, there may be, you know, um, currently or in the past issues of communication, of, you know, mistreatment, mm-hmm. of disrespect. But track is all he has. Yeah. And so when I think about the way that he communicates to you, that's all he has. Right. And that's why it holds such a huge weight. Weight. Yeah. And definitely. I don't know that he's considering that it's so much pressure on you, Mm -hmm. but that's all he knows. And so we have to understand that sometimes this is all our parents know. Right. This is all our tribes know. It's almost like thinking about what is, what's the commonality between Mm -hmm. the two of you that's like, Mm -hmm. this is the end all be all for us. But it's Mm -hmm. like, sadly, that's not the end all be all for my life. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and in addition to that, like, we have to understand, like, our parents weren't the ones like pro therapy. They weren't the ones outwardly processing. They didn't have the courage Mm -hmm. or the desire to stand up against their parents Mm -hmm. and say, I'm not going to marry the person you want me to. I'm not going to follow the religion you want me to follow. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go to their career. They didn't desire to push back. Yeah. And they might have not had the um, encouragement to do so. Yeah. 
Because right? I think about like, I often think about their environment, mm-hmm. right? Like not, this might be a steep thing to say, but I'm just going to say it. Say it. Like, this is a safe space. <laughs> Thank you. I think that our parents lived in a conforming type society. Mm-hmm. I would say that's not applicable now. Uh, you know, the, the way that we make friends now, the way that or whoever is in our circle of influence, we are more open to having conversations with people who are willing to challenge what we think and what our thoughts are, mm-hmm. you know, rather than let me, um, whoever's in my environment, let me conform to what's collectively being said. And so it, it was more of a collective type of conversation rather mm-hmm. than two individuals collectively coming together right. to have a conversation and meeting where they are. Yeah. So that's something, there's also something I just thought about, um, was that with that generation, I won't say generation, I think that everybody has this, I guess you could say, is that so many people, whether they're conscious or, you know, they consciously know it or subconsciously know it, Mm -hmm. they often will hold you to a standard that they never lived up to, yet they're more willing to hold you accountable to live up to that rather than holding themselves accountable saying that I actually failed in this way. I think there's a reason for that. I think that, wait, did I cut you off? No, Were you about to say no, something please. else? Um, I think that a lot of times our parents or the, the tribe before us didn't have the room or resources to do so, mm-hmm. which is not our fault. Right, right. But it's true. Mm-hmm. You think about it, we have the internet at our fingertips. Literally. I could like walk past an office right now and apply for the job on my phone yeah and get an interview immediately almost right mm-hmm. um there was once upon a time where you had to go into an establishment get a paper application mm-hmm. go home fill it out and then come back and turn it into that location mm-hmm. and go in for the interview you know what i mean and yeah. th- so there's there are different resources that they, they did not have so true. and so when you look at that environment um you know i think you're speaking of just the things that they're holding us accountable for that they didn't accomplish themselves mm-hmm. i'd like to think it was harder um and but i also think there's this like false view where like they also think that it's so much easier even though it's we have the resources that doesn't mean we're getting all the yeses that you didn't get you know what i mean it doesn't mean that i mean i look at buying a house okay anybody anybody will tell you you can have all the finances you need all the money you can have it to buy a house um sometimes it's not just the money it's the availability, mm-hmm. it's the outbidding, it's the um, coding, it's the, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was one of our biggest problems, you know, when we were buying our house. It was like being outbid, um, different uh, different stages of the house buying process, you know, what looked better, what didn't look good, the availability, the area, um, so many other things. Back in the day, they were buying houses for dirt cheap. Right. Like, and so you're like, yeah, you could own your house. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They could also live very well off of one income. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What was it? Dad went to work and mom stayed home and took care of all 50 million kids. Not today. Not today. It's mm-hmm. like, y'all both got to do something. Right. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. you know, or we have to be more intentional about how many kids we going to have because... It's a lot, That's right? A whole conversation so when I look that. at that, I look at to them. It might look like you guys have it easier, but like we're looking at inflation. We're looking at how different schooling is right now. Mm-hmm. We're looking at like we're in it. Yeah. But they lived a life where it was more difficult or it wasn't as accessible. Yeah. So I think that a lot of times it looks like, yeah, you should have been done that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and a lot of it comes from them not being able to do it. Therefore, you should you should have the room to do it fast. Like you right. sh- you should do it. Like yeah. you, you know what I mean? It's almost um, like it becomes a non-negotiable. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and let's and let's circle right back. A lot of parents are like. I had to take care of you. That's why I couldn't do the dream. You know, that's why I couldn't do the thing. And so now you feel guilty because you're like, oh man, if I wasn't born, you might've been a superstar by now, or you might've been at the top of your, you know, firm. 
And you feel guilty for that when in reality, like I said, we didn't ask. No. And I, I mean, maybe this is me just being dark. I'm just going to take it there. But I think about like, there are some people, I have a cousin who's had to take in some of her family members without a choice. She didn't ask for that. She didn't ask to be here. She didn't ask for this, but you put on her that she had to do this. Mm -hmm. What? And that's, that's uncomfortable. Yes. But you say yes, because what? You're born into that. You're born into that. Because you're, you're like... Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I? I'm a fam this is my family or why you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or you assume that, that the same would be done for you. Yeah. And so it affects the choices you make. Mm -hmm. Um Cause she could have been leaving it, like what if she doesn't get to live up to her dream? Is it gonna be fair right. for her to say the same thing that you yeah. anyways. No, you I could I respect where you were gonna go with this. And I was like, well, I not be too dark. Let me let me That wasn't dark though. That was real. That was absolutely real. Yeah. And I have to acknowledge that you know my husband and I our biggest thing is not to make our kids feel like it's their fault for being here mm, it's literally so it like we 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 talk about this every day mm -hmm. um we never want to imply that anything that our kids do um has to please us yeah our whole job is to raise you to be an exceptional citizen <laughs> like that's it yeah you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If my son wants to, whatever career he wants to take up, that's you. My job is to make sure that you can financially, you have the knowledge and the backup plan to be financially stable to take that risk. Right. I want to be able to do all the things. And that's why we, we believe in multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. That's why me and my husband wear so many hats. You know what I mean? Yep. And so we totally believe that, um, Nothing that you do um, is gonna like it's is is a disappointment or a, or a upset to us. Yeah. And we never have you know spoken to them in a sense of you know um, you have to do this because I had you know this was yeah. our choice. Yeah. And yeah. I almost like really love that they're getting to see this third pregnancy because we're clear about mommy and daddy wanted this. Yeah. And mommy and daddy, whether, you know, a lot of people are like, it was an accident, it was a slip up. First of all, I truly believe if you're not preventing your planning, I'm going to just be honest. That's just me. And so when I look at having kids, I look at this is a choice we made. And whether this is a great time or not, mm -hmm. my responsibility is you. Yeah. So I will never express to my kids or never make them feel like, my life had to stop because because of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so that's something we choose not to bring into. And even on a later, later note, my kids um, will not have to, let me just say this. We are doing things now, my husband and I, and have been doing things for the past few years to make sure that my kids don't have to feel like they need to take care of us when we're older. Put me and my husband. I'm gonna find a good home. Listen, right. there are people that we can Call pay. Service. You know what I mean? If you want, if my kids feel like they want me around because of grandkids, yeah. I I completely love it. Yeah. But I want my kids to have the option to live their life. God forbid something happens to us. Yeah. So when I look at there are families that are obligated to take in you know other family members for mm -hmm. whatever reason, mm -hmm. I love that for you guys. I'm just saying that my kids will have the option. You know, if if my daughter is like a, a, a thriving artist and I somehow come up with it, you know, I I'm, I have a disease now and I'm, yeah. I want her to, she could visit me um, at the home, you know what and I mean? tell her people she my could, mommy is taken care of. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I want, I want that for her. So we lead our, our parenting lives based off of them feeling like them being here is an opportunity, mm. not an obligation. Yeah not to be our ticket out, you know, when they make it in the big leagues, right. like, you know. Like, go make it in the big leagues and spend all that money that you made yeah, on you. Yeah, on you. That. I'm good. Yeah, I think, you know, thinking about this, I'm not a parent, as we all know, but I think that I kind of had this thought that came into my head that whenever I have, you know, a child one day, a son or a daughter, mm -hmm. um, God willing, is that what if 
I thought about the standards that my children put on me and what about me living up to those standards, to being the best mom that I can be, mm. to being, you know what I mean, exceptional in their lives, to being a great example for them. Yep. It's like instead of putting standards on my kids, what it what would it look like if my kids put standards on me and would I live up to yeah, that? Yeah, because that's your job, Boom. to show up for them. Yeah, so. That's you Yeah, I think that's an amazing thought. And um, like we said before, guys, we just we look forward to hearing your opinion on this. Um, um, Like I said, you could definitely be in the most healthy of households and still have those feelings. And none of this is to bash or um, bring negative attention to any of your or our childhood. It's just there are things that we carry on from um, our childhood or or being raised um, that we choose not to take on to um our children or even our lifestyles now mm-hmm. so um we look forward to hearing from you yeah uh leave a comment subscribe uh tell us your thoughts um share yeah. with a friend share with a friend yeah thank you for everybody that supports us and um we just we really are just loving the growth of the audience yeah. in this uh this awesome podcast this has been great we'll see you guys next week bye guys <laughs>